All right, hey guys, it's Adam of the Dollar Bin. Of course, because you're listening to Dollar Bin, this is Adam, and it's always Adam of the Dollar Bin, even when I don't talk. Like the time that we interviewed uh, Steve Englehart, and it was Joel, who you hear often, and special guest Josh Dean, who is also with us tonight. Hello, <laughs> this is Josh. <laughs> and uh, Sean is with us as well. Hello. So we went to Fluke again this year. And we had a blast. Again for you guys. First, Again for us. First yeah. time for Josh. It's uh, one of the things he's going to bring to the table tonight. One of the many, many things Josh Probably is going to bring to the table Probably the only thing I'm going to bring to the table tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is my sixth trip to Fluke. Sean, is it your fourth? Fifth? I feel like it's more than that. I mean, because <laughs> well, we've been to 40 Watt a couple of times. And Three, I, I think. Cinnabar or... Sign. Yeah. Cine. Cine. Cine, whatever it is. And uh, I went to a Tasty World. Tasty World? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did That's I where it used to be. Yeah. That sounds amazing. How... It closed down. It closed down. <sighs> it was, it, it, it it was, was a bar. It was too small. Yeah. yeah um, the way that Fluke used to work, yeah. it was uh, five bucks to get in. I think it was five bucks to get in. It was in Tasty World. Tasty World actually was a downstairs restaurant and an upstairs bar. Okay. Or downstairs restaurant bar, maybe, and an upstairs bar only kind of okay. thing. Okay. Okay. You go into Tasty World, you'd walk up a flight of stairs, and we actually have, there's a Dollar Bin video on YouTube or somewhere of kind of us going around Tasty World at Fluke. You paid $5 to get in. If there's table space available, you set up. Oh, that's it? Wow. Okay. (laughs) So anyone who came to Fluke paid $5, and if you wanted to set up in their spot, you did. Hmm. (laughs) We never set up at Tasty World. No. Uh, we, We went. So I guess, yeah, so the two times at Tasty World. And then I think Cine or Sign or whatever it is. Yeah. I always say Cine, but. Cine? Yeah. Uh, Because it's cinema, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Was the same way, wasn't it? It was still just pay and set up. Mm -hmm. Because I remember they ran out tables real quick and people were set up in the hall and stuff like that. Okay. So that one was interesting. That was the first one we ever set up at. Yep. And they only did it there one year. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like filled up immediately. It was a little bigger than Tasty World. Like Tasty World, the way it was is there was just like tables. It was just bar tables oh. everywhere. And you set up, everybody set up around the bar, like around Interesting. at tables and just sharing tables and all mm-hmm. that. It got a little chaotic. I could imagine. And then at Sene, they ran out real quick. And like some people that come every year actually didn't have tables. And I remember like Jay, Chris, and them, they pulled a table out of the closet or something. They, and just... like, all of a sudden, a magical table <laughs> appeared <laughs> and they Jay were Chris able to set and those up. guys because they got wow. there so late. But like, I mean, people would get there. Um, and even at the, the first, well, the first 40 watt, man, I can't remember. If the, yeah, because they've only done the whole pre registration two years now. Yeah. So the first 40 watt show was the same way. It got a little bigger every time. Yeah. The 40-watt, you would get there, and usually doors open for people setting up at 10. Mm-hmm. So you would get there at, like, 8, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there'd be a line already. Because people wanted to make sure they got tables. Because mm-hmm. it would suck to get there at, like, 10 and not have anywhere to set up and, and whatnot and like that. Things and... So last year was the first year they did pre-registration. Yeah. And they started doing that because it just was easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that way they could plan for it. They didn't feel bad for people that got there and d- didn't have a spot. Yeah. So they did pre-registration. They bumped up the price of the table, but then they lowered the price of cost of admission. Okay. Actually, no. Well, was it? I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> We've been to a lot of We've these. Been to few, right. So they bumped up the price of admission when they went to 40 watt. Because I remember, because we set up that year, we pre-bought a table last year, but we gave we sold it to Rich Tommaso. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
we set up again this year. So they actually bumped up the price when they went to the 40 watt because what they did is it was five for everybody to get in. And I think they bumped it up to like eight for a table and two to get in. Yeah. If you weren't setting up or something like that. Something like that. So that way it still equaled the same as if two people came kind of. Okay. So like Sean and I would go, we paid the same. Instead of each paying five, we paid eight and two. Okay. And then when they started doing pre-reg, you know, then you guys start paying people and stuff. Right. So I think it went up to like 15 bucks okay. a table, which is <laughs> way better than even. Even, even we make our money back. Yeah. yeah. We, even we make our money back. Off of, off of, you sell a few things, you made your money back. Yeah. And it's fine at that point. And then you can just walk around and talk to people and not actually have to worry about selling anything to the people that walk up to your table and you're like, Hey, how you going? And then they just walk away. <laughs> right. We weren't very good salesmen. No, we this weren't. Year. We sold a lot of buttons next year. Giant bowl of buttons. Yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> giant bowl of buttons. Yeah. So that's the evolution of flute. Okay. How long has it been going total? They had the 10 year anniversary two years ago, I think. Oh, okay. So I think this is like the 12th year or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And actually and Robert, uh, Newsom and Patrick Dean, who are the organizers, oh. they didn't start it. Oh. They took over. Like the second year, I think they took it over. Is Patrick Dean the one that does the cosplay, cheap cosplay yes. stuff? Okay, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then pff, this year is a little different. We did not get, I didn't get to interview Patrick and Robert together mm. at the end of the show like I normally do because they were both running around so much. Mm. But I'm going to go ahead and play the Robert interview now. Okay. Where we mostly talk about state flags and grocery stores. Sounds great. <laughs> hey, Robert. Hello, Adam. So, Fluke 2014 is wrapping up. 2014. That's... I don't know why I just said that number, but that's how. I don't know. It's, it's a good number, I guess. Yeah, we'll whatever. see. Uh, how's it going? I'm pretty tired. Yeah. But it's going well. Yeah. People seem to be okay with how things <laughs> turned out yeah i'm good with it that's the best i can hope for yeah as long as people are okay i just uh finished an interview that uh wes over there he said that he could not sell a thing at fluke and still be happy to come and hang out with everybody see now that is a nice thing to say <laughs> i'm not a hundred percent sure i believe him <laughs> but if he's not a dirty liar then um that makes me really happy to hear stuff like that. I mean, Sean and I figure we come every year. This is the sixth year I think I've come to Fluke now. I know. It's been a while. It's, it's, it has. It has. And, uh, you know, we don't always set up. But the tables are so cheap here that we pay a few more dollars and maybe we make a few bucks. Maybe we don't. But that's okay. I hope like, so. Like, we're coming anyway. I don't want people to be disappointed with, yeah. you know. I guess that's my kind of overriding fear that people are going to think that it's not worth their time or their effort. Your waiting list gets longer every year. It does. It does. <laughs> and we were only able to get two people from the waiting list into the uh, behind the table this year. So yeah. So I mean that says something. I mean yeah. obviously words traveling, people are people coming. People want it. But yeah. Yeah. I wish we had more to give. <laughs> How do you think the rain affected things today? Not much. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I'm just judging from the like the number of buttons we made. Yeah, and how many people you know when we ran out and when we had to make more. Yeah, I think we're close to what we had last year. I think we're maybe slightly less than what we had last year, but not that much. Not that bad. So I actually have not been outside since I walked into this building. I guess has it stopped raining? Is it still raining? It's gross. It's like that rain that is not trying. Yeah, it's. Like, it's like a mist. It's like Portland rain, like Seattle rain. Kind I've never of thing. been to either oh, of those really? places. So okay. look who's bragging about being a world yeah. traveler right now. 
I've got family out there. Oh, I've got yeah, I've yeah. Got family. So. I summer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I've never been away from the southeast except once. Yeah, where was that to? I went to California to visit a friend once. I've never been to California. Look at me. <laughs> I, went to, I took an airplane. I've never been to California. It's a good, it's a good place, the whole state. When I, I go, when I go out west, it's to the rainy, cold part. I can judge the entire state on yeah. the one week I spend in one city. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah? Yeah, you should move there. <laughs> Sean won't move there. She it's too there. rainy and cold. Don't move there. Yeah. Don't move there. Yeah. Oh, you guys live in Greenville, though. How's that? It's okay. Really? Yeah. yeah Greenville like seems like right. the kind of place that there's stuff. I've only been to Greenville twice. Yeah. But it seems like there's stuff there. Like there, stuff happens in Greenville. It can. I always think that stuff happens in Asheville or Athens. But the other happens a. in both of those yes. places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I don't live in either of them. I <laughs> I don't know. Greenville seems like Okay, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah, I'm, Greenville seems like the exception to South Carolina's rule. <laughs> take this wrong. That, okay, first off, I'm not from South Carolina. All right, don't get so, no look. And and look, I just live there, okay? Okay, listen. So like, Nobody's making look, you live there. Look. Wait, well, I guess that's probably wrong. No, no, the holder of my mortgage is. Yeah. Because <laughs> well. I've thought about leaving, and I was like, well, I got that whole mortgage thing keeping yeah, me in place. That's true. Otherwise, I might be in Charlotte. You know, South I, Carolina has the best state flag, so you got that going for you. No, yeah. it is. It's empirical. It's, it's interesting. It is the best state flag. Well, I, actually, I came down from Maryland, who I think has the worst state flag. No, Maryland is good. That flag is hideous. No, it's, it's really hideous. good. Because <laughs> it... I like Maryland's flag. I like the little checkerboard stripe in the middle. It's not really checkerboard. It's kind of a chevron. <laughs> it's like a houndstooth yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I get Maryland and Ohio confused. Interesting. Ohio is, well, Ohio's the only flag that's not rectangular. And Maryland is the yeah. one that looks like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And I really yeah. like Maryland's flag. Yeah. Are we just going to talk about vexillolo- vexillology <laughs> the whole time? I mean, we can. Is that what it is? We okay, can. here are the where, best where you, state where, flags. Okay. South Carolina, number one, always. Okay. Always, always, always. Best flag. Then Tennessee. Tennessee's okay. great. Washington is good because it's the only flag that has green in it. it really, the only yeah, one. The only green. state flag with green in it. I like Ohio because it's not rectangular. Yeah. Maryland's fun, though. I, it's, it's a hot mess, man. Maryland's fun. It stands out. Yeah. It's, it looks like one of those uh, patterns that they put in an octopus tank to try to test the color-changing ability of yeah. octopuses. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a seizure to me. Yeah. It kind of has like that. I've that never been to Maryland. Well, I have been to Maryland, actually. Yeah. But I, I had a lovely time in Maryland. Yeah? Yeah. I, I was in Baltimore for a day. Hmm. So, you know. Yeah. That's it. Baltimore is a cesspool. I went to a, um, a sideshow museum, the American Dime Museum, when it was open yeah. in Baltimore. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was in kind of a sketchy neighborhood. It's Baltimore. So outside of the Inner Harbor, I you're felt in a okay. I felt okay. <laughs> I had to pee in a McDonald's bathroom, and it was, that was a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. That McDonald's seemed a little rough at 10 a.m. on a <laughs> Tuesday or whatever, but yeah. I don't yeah. know. Now, see, back to Greenville. Oh, yeah, Greenville. Back to Greenville. Um, I like Greenville all right. I actually, when I first moved to South Carolina, I lived in Greenville briefly, and then I went out to Columbia, and I really didn't like Columbia. Columbia seems okay, is it not? It's hot and humid. South Carolina. And it's bland. Columbia is the grayest city I've ever lived in. I am from coastal Georgia before I moved to Athens, and that is oppressively gray. And it's that hot gray where when it's everything's bright outside and gray and there are bugs and yeah. I understand the bright it's bright gray. Yeah. Somehow. 
Yeah, and Greenville actually is a lot greener than Columbia. Hence so the name. So when I moved to Greenville, I was much more comfortable in that environment. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad you found. I'm glad uh, you found the place you belong. Yeah, I don't know if I belong. Well, you know. <laughs> so, soon as Sean finishes school, if she gets a good job somewhere else, we're see you later, Greenville. Not not staying there. I mean, you got the Bilo Center. Oh uh, no, we don't. Oh, it's it now gone? the Bon Secours Wellness Arena. I can't. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. Those aren't words. Is Bilo <laughs> still a thing? I was sad when yes. they all closed. No, they still a thing. They're still. They're Do still. Do they Bilo's. still have the cows on the roof? No. When I was a kid, Bilo's really? branding. Yeah. Yeah. They had these life-size, pla- I guess plastic or plastic. Probably. I don't know. Cows. Yeah. On the roof, there were two of them. Yeah, I don't know and those. That yeah. was there. You go to Bilo, and there's cows on the roof. See, like Bilo's new to me when I moved down south. I didn't know what a Bilo. Like we had no. like Safeway and. Food Lion or whatever. Let's up talk there, about what grocery stores are in yeah. which places. Okay. Um, so I recently went to a Wegmans. I've never been to a Wegmans. I hadn't either. Huh. It's basically a grocery store. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like a lot of the other ones. But they did sell these giant things called crab pretzels, which is a giant pretzel pretzels. with crab meat smeared all over it. Where was this? This was in Easton, Pennsylvania. There's actually a photograph of the crab pretzel right here. Interesting. Yeah. That reminds me, Sean and I need to pick up the latest like two issues. Oh, I'm of not the trying to sell Elbow. anything. I'm just no, but to we're going to. I need to remember that. That's something. That's something that's important to me. It's it's a bad picture, but there, there that's yeah. the crab pretzel. This is really good for a podcast. Okay, yeah. Let's see. I'll, I'll move the mic. It's closer. disgusting. I'll move the mic closer. Yeah. And look how many ingredients there are. Yeah, that's a lot for yeah. a crab pretzel. You would think there would just be two pretzel and crab. Yeah. No. That's uh, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Um, not interested in the crab pretzel. I don't. No, think. not at all. But Wegmans, no. it seemed all right. Yeah. Grocery store. Whatever. They're all the same. Now, Whether you're in a Piggly Wiggly or in a Ralph's. Now, so you'll know, uh, um, here's a little tidbit info. Mm. Bilo bought Piggly Wiggly. All I know is that the Bilo and the Piggly Wiggly in Athens are no more. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I lament the loss of both of them. The town that I live right outside of, which is actually Malden, South Carolina. Oh, sounds great. That is where I believe it's the um, the headquarters for Bilo is. That's where Bilo is located. This is a Chris Sims just walked up. This yeah. is our grocery store podcast. Do you have anything? A Kroger's? I've been to a Kroger's. Oh, I love a Kroger. I love a, a good Kroger. But the only Kroger's I know is the one in Columbia. When I lived out there, there was a Kroger. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Sims. I'm big on the pig. Yeah, we're, we're talking just about talking about Piggly Wiggly. Local since forever. Now, you know Bilo bought Piggly Wiggly. No! Wow. That no. was a legitimate reaction, people. Well, that's because I got a, look, I got a Bilo down the block from my house in one direction, and I got a Piggly Wiggly down the block from my house in the other direction. They're in cahoots. But the Piggly Wiggly's prices are so much better. They're just giving you the illusion of choice. It's like, it's like, it's, uh, it's like Bill Hicks always said <laughs> about grocery stores. Yes. That's what that routine was about, right? It's about yeah, yes, stores? yes, yeah. yeah. Bill Hicks... Really a lot of grocery store material. He just hit it well. Big on the grocery store material, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about it for a while. I like a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, I see there's not a lot at Trader Joe's. I feel Trader Joe's is like a novelty grocery store. Like you go there if you want a specific you item. You can get real stuff there. It's it's there's a lot of packaged stuff, but yeah. I don't know. Of course here in Athens we have the daily grocery co-op. There's yes. a cooperative grocery, a collectively owned. I've heard I've heard good things about that. It's alright, man. Good employees, I hear. Yeah. I hear. I hear. Chumps work there too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> fluke. Fluke. Oh, yeah. we can talk about fluke. We did it. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, so uh, we can talk about Atomic Elbow. You want to oh, talk a little bit a, about yeah, that? Yeah, it's a professional wrestling fanzine yeah. that I made. Yeah. How long have you been doing that now? 
Two years. So two years and you put out eight? Nine. 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 I'm not just saying no in German. There yeah, are nine, nine issues. Nine issues. Uh, yep. And you are uh, like uh, how many words per issue? Eh, 25,000. 25,000 Let's roughly. not get obsessed roughly. with word count like roughly I am. About words. <laughs> I, I watch that. I watch that little ticker at the bottom of the word right. processing program. And when it gets to around 20 grand, I'm like, all right, we're close to an <laughs> issue here. Well, it's funny, like, I was, when I was, Sean, she's working on, she's, she sent you proof that she's yes, working on yes. an article for you. Yes, I'm the excited there. about it. I'm excited uh, she, about she's it. She's been working pretty hard on it, and she was like, how many words did uh, Robert say his uh, articles usually are? And I was like, I don't know, probably around 10,000 or something. Yeah. And she was like, I'm at, like, I think she was at, like, 1,300, and she yeah. was, like, already freaking out. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's not, it's, look, it's about quality. Yes. It's not about quantity. Right. Plus, I'm my own editor, <laughs> which means that I'm not edited. Once I get a first draft, print it. Yeah. I print the first draft. Probably yeah, not the best idea. Sean and I edit our own stuff. I'll write something, she edits it, she writes something, I edit I it. Used to, um, I used to have my wife, uh, Mary Jessica, read the stuff that I had written and edit it, but then she has jobs that pay her, oh, and yeah. so I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. So, so what? I, I know we've talked a little bit about Atomic Elbow. Have we? What was the catalyst for this zine? Um, I don't know. I liked wrestling, and I wanted to do a zine again. Yeah. Because I hadn't in a while. It had been a few years. And uh, I was like, well, let's do one about professional wrestling. I don't know a lot about professional wrestling. I know very little about it. But I like writing about stuff, so. You know how to speak with authority. Well, with the illusion of authority. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's We're back to illusions. <laughs> you know, Sean and I are doing a zine. We do a zine comic stars. Yes. And I think in the first one, I actually um, possibly maybe accredited you with, like, uh, giving me the drive to do a zine. Oh, that's sweet. I think Atomic Elbow is what kind of drove me to take that next step. I appreciate you saying that. I don't know how to react to that because it makes me <laughs> embarrassed. But I, I'm glad that I could, I could make something good happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're almost closing up here. Yeah, we are, yeah. And I've got, I've got a couple of people I need to talk to before we close down. Yeah, I need to try to grab uh, Patrick over there. He's being elusive. All right, well, watch this. I'm going to walk over to Patrick. I learned so much about state flags, <laughs> but not so much about grocery stores. <laughs> with, with Robert. Um, and then uh, we were real quick, we were about to hand off to Rich Tommaso, but we'll get to the Rich Tommaso and a little bit more with Patrick Dean later because they have um, some books that, they, that they're doing that I want to talk about. But yeah, that's uh, they're the guys that put on Fluke. They kind of took over, and it uh, it just grows and grows every year. There's a huge waiting list, especially now that they've started doing pre-reg. Yeah. There's a huge waiting list of, of people. It's still um, not assigned tables, so if, when you get there is where you can set up. Okay. And Sean and I ended up on stage this year, which is always kind of a little ghost town area. People do not go up on stage. I've kind of watched the stage yeah. like over the last few years. Like the merch area, yeah. The, like I mean, where the I mean, entrance people, kind of people where go up there to talk, talk to, to Patrick and Robert. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, we 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 got it. It was okay. We we did all right. I don't think. I think we maybe if we were in the mat with the masses, mm -hmm. we might have sold three more books. Mm -hmm. I don't think we would have done that much better. But it, I am such a social butterfly when it comes to things like that <laughs> that I don't really like. Even even when Sean and I set up in the table like with everybody else, I'm still usually. Sean's at the table probably more than I am. Adam likes to go and talk, <laughs> and, talk. and stuff. Sure, networking. Yeah, That's what yes. it's all about. Yeah. 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 And so when uh, when we were away from everybody because we weren't in with the rows, it was hard to even just turn to people and talk because I don't know. The, yeah. So 
<laughs> so every time I had to talk to people, I had to go um, away from the table. I right. couldn't just turn and turn around and talk and chit chat mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because you know we set up next to Jason Horn, I could talk to him. We set up next to Chad Bowers and Chris Sims one year. We could talk to them. Actually, that was the same year. Jason Horn was on one side. Uh, we sat with Jay Chris and we talked to him across from the top shelf guys. Yeah. <sighs> And uh, I would make faces at them. Yeah, <laughs> and and then this year we were kind of separated. We were kind of separated away yeah. from everybody. Yeah. So I kept walking down to where Wes and Jay Chris were and talking with them. And every time I was, I was like, "Oh, oh, there's somebody at my table. I'll be right back." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, go do your thing." And I'd walk over there and I'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they'd be like, "Good." And then they'd walk away. Of course. <laughs> so next yeah. year, giant bowl of buttons and a bowl next to it that says, please be honest, put money in bowl. <laughs> right. And I won't bother them. Yeah. I'll probably make more sales than I did trying to talk to people because for Maybe. some reason I terrify people. No, I think that's indicative of comic <laughs> culture is the shyness inherent in a lot of the people. Yeah. yeah fluke is, a, <laughs> I love, I love fluke because it's, it seems like it's just, it's all cartoonist. Mm. A lot of kids, um, I always say kids. They're still kids, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A lot of kids that go to SCAD and stuff yes. like that. That this, this is like one of their first shows they ever set up at. And a lot of people at Fluke are really shy. It's just mm. kind of a shy culture yeah. of people. And so it's interesting to see everybody together interacting <laughs> right. and stuff. It's always fun. Because a lot of times, you know, eventually people kind of come out of their shells. And, and they'll talk a little bit more because... You know, they, it's a safe environment. Fluke is a safe place. Sure, it is. <laughs> I felt safe. Yeah. I think the bar yeah. might help a little bit, too. Yeah, the bar with access uh, to alcohol helps some, too. Yeah, Jay Chris was talking about that. He's like, it's just right there. Why wouldn't I <laughs> be drinking? And I'm like, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> what did Patrick say? It's the only convention that by 11 o'clock you can get promised cake and beer. <laughs> they don't even offer that at cake. Yeah. They don't even have cake at cake. Yeah. But cake's at Fluke. Uh, I was talking with Aaron Gladstone and Cara McGee and uh, Jackie Lewis. They're all really good people. Um, they're going to be Jackie and Cara will be at SD Comic Con, yeah. which is coming up in May. They uh, we were talking to them about eye contact. Okay, because Cara, you know, Fluke is a small show. Everybody has half of a six foot table. Is it even a six foot table? <laughs> it feels like half of a four foot table. It's, right. It's <laughs> Limited table space. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out it was two artists per table. Yes. I just thought, oh, these guys are partners. Nope. They have nothing to do with each other. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. Very, very small space. So Kara is getting more and more used to big shows. Like she sells these um, fandom teas, okay. which she just started doing a couple years ago. And their tea flavors inspired by like oh, geek tea. Not- tea. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Like I've tea got flavors. Merlin right so, here and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I also have... um. Dean and Castiel, and a and little bit of Sherlock. Oh. If you were interested in some Sherlock tea. <laughs> I'm good. So she'll be selling all this at SC Comic Con, but mm. she's been getting like bigger and bigger every year. Like mm. she's big in the whole Sherlock community. There's a whole Sherlock. There's a convention community. in Atlanta, 221 Beacon. It's devoted yeah, it's to Sherlock, Sherlock oh. things. Yeah. And last year she did her first 221 B tea party. So she actually goes to a lot of these big conventions, and one night she'll have she hosts a tea party where they have the teas and they have cosplay. Mm. People dress up to serve the tea and stuff like that, and they have like finger foods and things like that. If it's, you are a a male and you are interested in finding a lady, <laughs> really, who is interested in Sherlock, the place to go. There were three dudes and two hundred women. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. How have I not heard about this? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, now, to be, to be fair, these women are really into Sherlock. Yeah, and you have so. to be cool. I, see, 
I'm cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't want to, like, send all these dudes over there, and all of a sudden it's, like, a dude bro party. It's, it's sausage not cool fest. anymore. You know? Truck. So, yeah, I'll bring all my frat brothers and we'll bump chests and talk about how awesome Watson is. Dude, did you see his stash, bro? <laughs> uh, so uh, her setup, her setup, she had to um, kind of slum it for fluke, mm. <laughs> kind of shrink her setup back down because yeah. she's used to being. Uh, I'm sure that's the word too, to you slum it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she had a spinny rack thing, and she had like another like um, a lazy Susan. Yes, yeah, like a lazy Susan. It's a small it's comic rack, like this. and she's got you know the um, the gumball machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. She had the gumball I machine and like, like a little comic from. Oh movie. yeah, there's the gumball machine is a hot thing these yeah. days. Yeah. So she was moving stuff around because she was like, like people weren't looking at the spinny rack because people walk and they look at the table. They right. don't look up. And I'm like, yeah, they're afraid of eye contact. Yes. Because people are afraid to make eye contact because they think that they'll get suckered into buying something. Exactly. <laughs> if they make eye contact. I learned that at Heroes Con, yep. <laughs> and I was I was saying, uh, <laughs> when uh, Cara and the, I think they were talking about like ECC, they were talking about Aaron was saying that Cara had this big line mm-hmm. and like people would stand in front of Aaron's table and like they're waiting for Cara and Aaron would be like, you know, looking at them <laughs> and they would be like looking everywhere they could except for at Aaron. <laughs> so she made a game of like moving into like their eye line and stuff like that but <laughs> but that's what it is i mean i learned that at spx it's like the first time through you walk you don't look make eye contact you look no. at the table and you just keep going yep because i've bought i have bought some great things by people catching my eye and mm. i've bought some terrible things by yeah. people catching my eye so i guess it's a crapshoot but it always is anyway well i came in knowing i didn't know any of these people yeah so i was I brought enough to where I was hopefully going to buy a little something from everybody, mm-hmm. but I ran out of money before I could hit the middle tables. But everyone on the outside, I bought something from pretty much <laughs> for the most part, unless it wasn't their original stuff. Okay. If it was like a reproduction or something, I was like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you you said when you got there that it was pretty much exactly what you pictured, what you expected, or, or, uh, or did you have I any didn't idea? Really, yeah, yeah. I mean. I hadn't really bothered to form much of a mental image, but uh, it, it wasn't a shocking sight when I walked in and saw the table set up like every other convention I'd ever been to. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good layout. You know, you asked to, like me to give you, direct you to a few people, but I only yeah. knew about 25% of the people that set up this year. Right. So um, how did you go about, how did you go about picking stuff? Just kind of. I just worked my way like <laughs> clockwise through the audience or through the tables. Yeah. And. And I'd say, well, nobody's going to know who I am, but like, if I passed your table and didn't buy anything, I'm sorry. Uh, John and I were talking about it, and there was just some stuff we were like, I don't want to pay a dollar for that. But uh, most of the stuff, I was like, I don't know you guys. I'm going to give you a chance, you know, especially if no one was at their table. Like, oh, yeah. That's the ones I'd go to first and be huh. like, hey, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Malone, that guy, um, he kind of a corner back corner. He was like the opposite side of the room from you guys. Okay. Um, I don't think I got over there at all. At all. Super nice dude. But it was like nobody was at his table and he had several things out like a like a surfer comic or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I know he's part of the SCAD group because mm-hmm. yeah. somehow like him and Brian Prince and mm-hmm. that Maria girl, like they are all connected <laughs> somehow. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how I picked. Okay. Yeah. Do you really own any mini comics? Mostly just whatever I get from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I'm so, not. I mean. So it's a new world. It is. It's totally new world. And yeah. like, I always feel like you guys are streets ahead of me on this because I have no idea. I've been doing it for years, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, I grew up with Marvel and DC. And, right. 
you know, Image and Vertigo was like right. as far out as you get. <laughs> and then yeah. I like kind of, I experimented with our crumb and, um, <laughs> you know, American Splendor and stuff, but like the Harvey P. Carr. Yeah. Yeah. That's as, that's as weird as it got for me. And so like, I don't know, this was a, this was a whole new experience because, but I've been getting more into like, was it Chester Brown? Is that a guy? Box Brown? No. I know no. Chester Brown's another guy yeah. too. Yeah, that's right. Is that Box Brown is like the new hip indie oh, dude. dude. Oh, the he's got the Andre the Giant book coming out. Yeah. So oh, is yeah. Box Brown. No, yes, Chester, Chester Brown. Chester Brown. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Brown? There yeah, is well, also no. a Jeffrey Brown. <laughs> right, Jeffrey Brown, yeah. Are we just naming the Browns that we yeah. know in comics? So, I yeah. mean, I've been getting more into indie comics, but it, like it's a slow process, and there's a lot of navel-gazing stuff. You oh, know? boy, yeah. yeah. Welcome to indie comics. Right, yeah. exactly. And uh, like your angst collection of teenage poetry, yes. it fits in perfectly Thank with you. a lot of the uh, yeah, <laughs> the indie comics I've read. Um <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, everybody's trying to express themselves. They're young, and this is like their best way of doing it. And that, yeah, I mean, cool. it is. You think about it, like it is a lot of kids that are in SCAD, and I say, I mean, because they are. They're like nineteen, twenty, yeah, twenty-one kids. years yeah. old. Some of them probably and stuff like that. And it's new. It's yeah. all. It's all new. They're all learning how to tell stories and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, you will get some things that are like, yeah, you can tell he's he's going places maybe one day, but he's yeah, he's like still... it's, this is the inception. <laughs> he's like, learning how to tell a story. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's some you're just like, oh, they don't have a sense of how to tell a story innately, like even mm-hmm. through art. And I don't know, and there seems to be heavy leaning on the grotesque. Like, oh, really? Well, what were you uh, picking up, Josh? <laughs> well, was... no, like, well, yeah. I yeah, pick up the fuzzy, fuzzy bunny looking things. Yeah. You, know? you get the fuzzy. Well, you know. uh, the, what were those magazines back in the 70s? It was like where the, it'd be like hot rods and monsters yeah. or whatever, like yeah. with the eyes bugging out and everything. That seems to be the template for like half of indie comics that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like the dripping faces and, the, <laughs> and just, the, you know, people that look horrifying. I think, yeah, yeah, Katie Lambert was looking for that kind of stuff at yeah. SBS. Yeah, SBS. And she found. Yeah. yeah. So. so like, that's about half of it. And that stuff's kind of off-putting to me. But then like the small stories I kind of like, like mm-hmm. the autobiographical, like, yeah. Like the Kolchaka stuff you guys gave me. That's the first time I'd read really an autobiographical comic. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. I, those are fun. I like those a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad. It's yeah. good. Yay. Okay. So what um what was like catching your eye when you were picking things up? Like like what kind of stuff were you looking for, whether it was subconscious or not? You think? <sighs> That's a good question. Because, um, I mean, they have a bunch of things to pick from sometimes and i wouldn't know what any of it was so i just have to kind of catch as catch can but like anything that had like a a good cover like my velociraptor boyfriend or whatever i was like (laughs) oh this is a neat little thing i I would grab that or uh yeah mostly covers uh and prices those were the two things if it was low price Mm -hmm. had something even vaguely interesting on the cover there was somebody that had a bunch of like fantasy books out Mm -hmm. and they all had names based on different fantastical creatures from different things though like from some was norse mythology and some mm-hmm. was like video games and some and, but uh so i ended up buying uh one named after the hellraiser monsters the oh. cenobite <laughs> yeah somewhere in your stack over there yeah somewhere in my stack <laughs> we'll get to that in the review yeah, yeah. section i guess <laughs> exactly but yeah so that, that was just kind of and and i noticed i bought an inordinate number of blue covers <laughs> so if you want to sell to me okay so cover, more blue, blue covers yeah what did you think of prices? How was the gambit of prices? 
Most of them were reasonable. Now, I this is one thing I was thinking going into it. Like mm-hmm. someone had told me, I don't think it was you guys, but like people are just be handing you comics. You know, they'll no. just be giving you mini. <laughs> That's comics. at the end of the day. Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, I, miss, I must have missed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I only got a couple for free. But yeah. uh, you know, a buck, two bucks, three bucks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the upper end of my price point on a mini comic, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Punky Doodle Dandy was the most I spent. Besides downset fight, but I know those guys, so I was going to buy that anyway. And Punky Doodle, Dan- Doodle Dandy is a pretty, it's a pretty well, um, oh yeah, assembled book. It's, yes, it's, well put together, it's, and it's, there's it's a, a lot of stuff in it too. So I didn't feel yeah, it's a big anthology. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, everything else was like two to three bucks. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I know. Like I'm falling into where we've been doing this a few years now. So like we see a lot of like what things go for, what prices are, and you know what kind of we get ideas of what we want, and I know. Like some of the sketchbooks, you'll pay, we'll pay five or ten bucks for, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because we've been doing it so long now, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, whether we should be or not, I don't know. Right. So I was just kind of curious as someone who's just coming into the world of mini comics, where like price points are and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I brought a hundred dollars in cash with me. Yeah, and I was like, I knew I was going to spend it all, but yeah, <laughs> I was going to try to make it stretch as far as possible. Yeah, um, it's it's tough to figure out how to price things. It is, yeah. yeah. Like I've the the thing the thing that I always heard or you heard years ago and it stuck with me was ten cents per page. No, oh, that's good. So like you know that's kind of what I've always tried to price our stuff at. Like our our zines and our anthologies usually tend to be around thirty pages, so I usually sell them for three bucks. Okay, ten cents a page. Yeah. So that's kind of what always stuck with me. I don't know. Like our it's funny. Like ours. I don't know. I haven't figured out what it is. Our zines are uh, and people pick them and but they don't ever flip through them. And like the thing about the zines is they're anthologies and they have lots of different people and lots of different right. art. And there's going to be something in there and people are going to like. And I haven't figured out how to get people to flip through them. Right. You know, I've I've had multiple people come up and go, oh, man, I love that cover. It's like, cool. And then they never flip through it. Uh, <laughs> so People I, don't want to pick things up and flip through them because then they think they have to buy them. Right. No, I know. Right. Yeah. It's the eye contact thing again. Yeah. 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 And like I know... Um, like Sean experienced it a little this year mm-hmm. and I've done it in the past with my, like my zine, my, um, my zombie crisis it doesn't have any words in it. Mm-hmm. And I've had numerous people when I debuted that, pick it up, flip through it, laugh at the end and put it back down and oh. walk away. <laughs> and Sean, yeah, had I had a, a bunch of people too. flip through mine <laughs> but and, not like, and like laugh and smile and giggle and then put, and then it, put down. it back uh. down, which is fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they enjoyed you know, it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice to, it's okay. it's nice to sell it, to move too. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. But it's just another person that enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's it makes my me thing. know that I wrote it. I did a good job writing it, I guess. I guess, yeah. If it gets mm-hmm. the reaction you were, or a reaction. Yeah. 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 Indifference is the worst reaction. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, picking them up and flipping through, I feel weird. And a bunch of people encouraged me to do that. Yes. But I was kind of like, I mean, I can tell what your style is kind of from the cover. And yeah. I mean, if it was one person, if it was an anthology, you know, I would yeah. flip through it. But. Now it's like I, I really don't need to. I'm not going to know any more about whether because to me it's writing that sells a comic. Yeah, but you, so you'd have to read it to really want to, right? Yeah, know if you really liked it or not. Yeah, I guess like you should get to another interview. We have a, a well, we have this quick, quick break. Let's talk. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit to uh, a couple guys that have new books coming out and they have some new stuff. Let's go for a quick run of interviews. We'll do Andy Runton. Got a real quick with him while Top Shelf was packing up at the end of the day. <laughs> nice. And then uh, Rich Tommaso, who has Recoil Comics, and uh, he's really he's he's been putting his own stuff out for a while now, mm. and he, through Recoil Comics, he's got Patrick Dean is 
going to have a book come out through Recoil. Oh, cool. And it's going to be um, the first non-Rich Tommaso book to come out through Recoil. Rich Tommaso is one of the guys who I went back to Bizarre Luxury today and bought a bunch of stuff because I did not get a chance to. I actually ran into Rich numerous times at Fluke, and we talked, (laughs) but I never got back to his table. Mm. So I didn't realize I hadn't bought anything from him because I'd interacted with him so many. And at the end of the day, I was like, I did not buy any of Rich's stuff. So at Bizarre Luxury today, I went back and I bought everything that they had of Rich Tomasa that I didn't have. And I left it at the restaurant. Right. So that and that will be mailed to us maybe or somebody will pick it up. We'll see. But yeah, anyway, this is Rich Tommaso and Andy Runton and Patrick Dean. So you can listen to them and me for a little while instead of us and take a little break from us. I take a drink of ginger ale, and when I finish this drink of ginger ale, we'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Tommaso's here, and he's going to tell you about his favorite grocery store. Go, Rich. My favorite grocery store? Yeah. Publix. Publix is, huh? It's amazing. That's where uh, Sean, Sean shops at Publix. That's where she normally goes. That's like the best bread. Yeah? yeah. You're a big fan of the Publix bread. Yeah, Their the produce is okay. Like, I, like, I, like, we have a Bilo, a Publix, and a... Um, uh, something else across the street. Like a Kroger? Uh, no, no Kroger. there's no Kroger in Greenville that I know of. There is. Um, what is that thing? Kroger. The bread at Kroger is like cement. That's I don't like. Oh, really? It. Yeah, I don't like. And it, but it's good if you go. If you want like an avocado, you go to Kroger because everything's overripe, and that's what you want an avocado. Hmm. So. Ingles. Ingles is what Ingles. I was thinking. Of. Yeah, we have. I'm not Ingles. a big fan of the Ingles. No, I mean, not a big fan. Of, I like Bilo is good for quick, cheap stuff. What about um, Aldo? I don't know. I don't have an Aldo. Aldo. I don't know what that I is. I see them, but I don't. I never go in there. I don't. I don't know that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm here with Rich Tommaso. Rich, how was Fluke? It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, show. It did really well. Yeah. It was great. Excellent. Had fun. Met a lot of people and sold a lot of books. And so, Rich, you um, you do the Recoil Comics. Is it Recoil Comics? Yeah, is that what it is? Comics, yeah. yeah. And um, you do some amazing books through that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of your work. I've talked about um, your Cavalier, Mr. Thompson, which I really liked a lot. Yeah. And uh, recently you've announced that you will be releasing your first book, Not By You. It's by Patrick Dean. Yeah, Patrick Dean's Cold Crew. Yeah. Comic, yeah. Which will be, uh, it'll premiere at Heroes Con. Oh, cool. Yeah, it'll be like an early release at, at Heroes Con. <laughs> so how's that, how's that going for you, the whole Recoil Comics? How is it like, because uh, I know when I did the Cavalier Mr. Thompson, yeah. uh, you did a Kickstarter for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I kind of like talked to you a little bit about it, and it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of extra work in the way of drawing, drawing all the rewards and, yeah. and whatnot. And a lot of trips to the post office, which I'm still doing with Recoil. Yeah. A lot of trips to the post office, but it's a little spaced out every couple of months. But I so you like, are you? Um, I guess, I guess, but you're not doing Kickstarter with all that stuff. You're kind of no, self financing and self fine. Yeah, just kind of doing it out of my lot, own pocket. Lot, just better uh, that way, you think, than doing the Kickstarter approach, or? Yeah, because I'm, I'm my my plan is to do a new comic every two months. Okay. <laughs> 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 Patrick Dino was spelled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah I, so I have six different comics that I'm working on at yeah, the same time. Wow. And so every year, another a new issue of the of those comics will come out. Yeah. So, so every come a couple of months is a different comic, and it'll be six of a year. So. Wow. So the first year I already got through and had a good jump on them. So we'll see if I can keep this up year two. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much like print on demand where it's, I just use a local com, a copy shop okay. and I just print what I need and go back whenever I can. And yeah. Like spacing it out and make it so that I don't go broke. Yeah. Space it out enough. So, you, so uh, you're, you're having fun with it? It's great. It's great. It's really, I mean, it's great to be able to, because I, I, I always seem to write stuff in an episodic way anyway. There always seems yeah. to magically be a great cut off in a story at page 22 or 24. And so yeah. it's nice to be able to get away from that and do do some design work and put together a package for a comic book and then and then know that in a day I can go and have it printed up and yeah. see the physical <laughs> form. It, it helps to keep me working a lot more enthusiastically and consistently because I, I get to see that comic, I get to sell it, I get to hear about people reading it and, and so it, yeah. it's, it's been much more beneficial in me as in the way of keeping me working. So how do people get access to the recoil stuff? I have about 20 different shops that I sell the comics at around okay. the country, but you can also, I do a lot of sales through my big cartel okay. site, so you can either go to richtomaso.com and there's a comic shop link, or you can just yeah. go to recoilcomics at bigcartel.com okay. and order them there. So. <laughs> and uh, I actually, I think I bought a, uh, I think I bought a Mr. Tom, a Cavalier Mr. Thompson page off your, oh, yeah, off your yeah. big cartel, okay. yeah. <laughs> Which I love, by the way. Yeah, occasionally I'll sell original art on my website. So. Yeah. Which page did you get? I'm trying to remember. Because um, I've sold a bunch of these. It was right after the murder scene. It's the murder investigate, like the murder scene oh, yeah, investigation yeah. page, okay, I think. Yeah. When they're kind of like looking at it. Yeah, they're looking at the whole. Yeah, the body and everything. Page, I, that, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I got. I love that page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It had like I love pages that have setup in them, and I, like it had like a little bit of humor in it, and like a setup kind of yeah. like. And I, I really it like it. Kind of works on its own. Yeah, yeah like yeah. so that like people can read it. And go, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, that that's kind of what I target when I try to get pages and stuff. So, yeah, that's, so that was a good page. I was happy with that. Are we gonna be seeing more from that world? Yeah, actually, this month I just published the first issue of the Mysterious Case, which is the next Sam Hill story. Oh yeah, okay. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it as a series. It's like the sixth book that will come out every year. Okay, okay. So issue one of that just came out. Yeah. This week. So. So I'll have to get that then. Sorry, I was yelling. Yes. <laughs> I actually didn't hear you yell. It was when, when, when you were in the mic that I heard you. Hopefully Patrick will be alive when we put out Cold Crew. Yeah. He won't fall down. Yeah, Patrick. I got to talk well, to That's him exciting. It'll be the first non-Rich Tommaso comic. Yeah. I recoil. All right, cool. Cool. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Yeah, man. So I already talked um, to uh, Robert. And usually I talk to you guys together. Yeah. And this year I'm talking to you guys apart. It might be less loopier that way. It makes it makes me a little sad, but that's all right. <laughs> Can I have one of your business cards? Uh, absolutely. These yeah. look awesome. So um, Patrick is uh, one of the uh, organizers of Fluke. Maybe you've heard of him. Hi. How's it going? We talk to him every year. How was Fluke for you? Uh, Fluke was really good this year. Um, it was like I feel like we've we've kind of like reached a good point with Fluke being at the forty watt where we kind of know what to expect and there and like the the club is happy with us being here and so it was really kind of sweet and um uh, and stress free and it really does kind of <laughs> feel like everything's been very streamlined this year you know mm-hmm. and um uh, everyone who wanted a table got a table again this year so um, uh, yeah we, we feel good we feel good this year <laughs> and uh, earlier I talked to Rich Tomaso yeah of Recoil Comics yes. Who will be distributing your book coming up? That's correct. Yes, this will be the first time that I have a book coming out where it's not me going to a copier shop to get it printed myself. Yeah. 
Okay. It's kind of nice to have someone else, you know, take that responsibility and say, here, you do this, you know. So, And, and it might actually be, reach the widest audience I've ever had, too, you yeah. know. So usually like, I, I think like, I have, like, after doing this for years, I think I have, like, a dozen fans, you know. <laughs> and this might reach, like, more than that. So Now, is this, um, I, he said, the what's the name of the book? Uh, Cold Crew. It's Cold going Crew. to be a... a uh, crime uh, comic and a horror comic at the same time. So, so I'm uh, not like splattery, you know, uh, torture porn horror. More I'm a monster, uh, Frankenstein monster, you know, kind of kind of horror stuff. So, Rich came to me and said, "Hey, do you have any uh, uh, plans for this?" And no one's seen any of this uh, except for Rich. So okay, okay. Rich so and actually, Robert Robert tried a a, a, a a version of it, and then Rich. So Rich, <laughs> Robert, and maybe his wife, maybe his girlfriend Amy has seen it. But other than that, no one else has seen it. So yeah. So you're excited about that? I'm thing. excited about it. So yeah. So yeah. How did you enjoy this year's fluke? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, we did okay. We had fun. We bought some cool stuff. I mean, that's all. That's all we, we really need. Yeah. Here's, here's Hanging the thing. Out with friends. Here's the thing. Things. Is like one of the the the, um, uh, the coordinators of Fluke is I actually forgot to walk around. Oh. <laughs> I feel really bad, but I actually forgot to walk around. I do some gave me a chance to a couple of times, and one time I was drawing. I was drawing some commissions, and before we know it, like it went from like that time between two and five like crept, yeah. and now it's like five o'clock, and oh my gosh, you know so. Yeah, I didn't actually get a chance to look around as much as I normally like to. Me There's, neither. I, I got to hit the people that I kind of knew, and I picked up a few new things. Yeah, but it was tricky. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Oh, thank you for being. Thank you for coming, man. Oh, I'm sorry, but man, this wireless thing is awesome. I may need to count this. Uh, cut this short. Yes, so, that's all right. But thank you, Adam, and I will see you at HeroesCon this year. Absolutely, I, I will be at HeroesCon. So you hear me, Internet? I'll be at HeroesCon. <laughs> all right, take care, Adam. Drive Thanks. safe. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Um, I'm here with Andy Runton. How's it going, Adam? It's going all right, Andy. I haven't really got to hang out with you in a while. I oh, think. wait a second. got to move some stuff. Move some stuff, Andy. Good Lord. Stop slacking. Otherwise, this stuff gets turned into a big burrito in the tablecloth. Yeah. Sorry for the editing you're going to have to do on this one. Oh, I don't edit fluke interviews. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> this is dead I'm, air. I'm going to have to edit some of it anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to leave Sean to clean, I think. I told her I was going to come talk to Andy real quick. So, um, Andy Runton. Uh, yes, sir. How are you doing? Uh, how was your fluke? I'm good. It was good. It was um, it was good to see all my friends. I've missed everybody. I didn't get to come last year because uh, Chewy ate a whole bag of treats and then was sick. <laughs> and um, I didn't want to miss it. I, you know, if I miss it, I just feel like there's something missing. Like your inside. year just isn't complete. Yeah, it's just something's missing from yeah. my life. How have you been? I've been really good. Uh, had a little scare with Chewy, but he's got a pacemaker now, and he's doing much better. And um, I know that sounds odd, dogs with pacemakers, but um, he's uh, our little guy, and he's doing really good, so excited. Yeah. So uh, what have you been uh, working on lately? I'm actually working on the next uh, Owly book. Yeah. It's actually, uh, I'm probably, it's not going to be with uh, Top Shelf, though. I'm going to try to do a Kickstarter. Oh, really? You're doing yeah. it? Yeah, I want to try. I want to try something different. I want to know more about the process of the how the direct market works, selling stuff and things like that. And I, I, I think it'd be really fun to do it. So I'm going to do a little Kickstarter to get it started off, and um, then kind of proceed that way. So it'll be cool. Andy, you just blew my mind. I've been with Top Shelf for ten years, so I was like, I know it's been ten years. That seems a l- like yeah. crazy. 
it was like I wanted to try something different with this book, and uh, the timing seemed right, so it was good. So, what about distribution? Well, most of the distribution that I have right now, it, we've got direct market sales, but uh, most of it is through my website or Top Shelf's website or in person at conventions. So, really, I think we're going to be okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm going to try it, see how it works. If it doesn't, then I'll try to find a, a publisher for it or go back to Top Shelf or I'm not sure. So. Wow. Yeah, I just want to try it. I want to I learn more. That's big news. I want to learn more about it. That's big news to me. It. Yeah. It's probably not big news to you. You've, you've kind of already thought about it. I've been thinking about it, but I haven't really talked much about it. So. Yeah, no. Wow. Wow. That's... Oh. oh. Got, it's all okay. I got butterflies now. It's all okay. <laughs> Allie's still the same. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so in uh, Allie and Publish and stuff, and you're packing up. and Okay, so uh, you're going to be at SC Comic Con, Andy. I will be at SC Comic Con. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Here it's going to be off the chain. <laughs> All right, thanks, Andy. We'll uh, we'll talk more at SC Comic Con. Sounds great, man. <laughs> great to see you guys. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Shannon Smith, say hi. Hi. Okay, thanks. <laughs> You're listening to the Fluke Special. Yes. Uh, on here on Comic Book. What? Well, okay, you can't <laughs> you can't cut. bring a bring up Muppets yeah. and not have us good talk. I about mean, it. my comic was my oh, homage to Jim Henson. Oh yes, yes. Because I read yours the, was the first one I read. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I read the biography, and that's all I talked about and thought like about weeks. for, I mean, months even. <laughs> it was Jim Henson. Yeah. Like, I watched, like, after I read it, I watched a ton of YouTube videos, including, like, all the videos of his funeral and just, like, <laughs> like his last performance on, you know, Arsenio Hall show, like, his early stuff with um, Rolf on uh, the Jimmy Dean show, just, like, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's... Kind of how that came about. Okay, I was like, did she mention Jim Henson? You don't mention him. Uh, you in no. the beginning, you just say to everyone who, yeah. And, and but it's um, it it comes out of a his uh, memorial service in England. One of the his friends, kind of you know, people who worked with him, basically said that we're all Jim seeds. Like he's gone, but we all <laughs> came from him, and we'll you know spread out all over the world and kind of share his influence. Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah yeah that's basically yes so, <laughs> sorry <laughs> so that was very uh informative so i wasn't gonna leave that part i was gonna cut into us <laughs> talking about top shelf but we actually talked a lot about sean's uh mini so uh that was an awkward transition coming back into the discussion but that's what we were talking about while you guys were listening to <laughs> the interviews <laughs> Well, I was going to kind of come in and we were going to talk a little bit about like we when I interviewed Andy, he was there with Top Shelf and right. they were they were cleaning up. And, you know, Top Shelf is one of the sponsors of Fluke, because mm-hmm. like when we talk about Fluke, we talk about, you know, mini comics and people hand making comics and Top Shelf right. doesn't do that. I no. mean, they're they're a pretty solid company. They've yeah. got like like uh, Alan Moore books and stuff that right. they distribute yeah. and publish. But yeah, they've been a sponsor of Fluke since as far as I can remember. Oh, wow. And it's actually a lot of the same sponsors. Um, Bizarro Luxury is, is always a sponsor. Logically. Um, Top Shelf is a sponsor. The, uh, what is it? The Inch High, Inch High Button Guy mm-hmm. does all their buttons and everything. <laughs> he's, he's a sponsor. Or mm-hmm. he, them, I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, And then uh, this year also, uh, Downset Fight was a sponsor. Oh, okay. 
Was that Oni? Yeah, that's through Oni Press. That was, but it was actually like Chad and Chris who wrote Downset Fight that were sponsoring. I think the story is they didn't get a table in time, so they <laughs> went ahead and did a sponsorship because <laughs> they didn't pre-order. Or pre- yeah, pre- that, makes, time. that sounds right. So if you miss pre, if you miss the pre-buy, like you could always be a sponsor. <laughs> and I don't know, like I have no idea what sponsorship costs, but that's kind of an interesting idea. Like instead of if you miss, it, just get a bunch of people together and just kind of do. Yeah. I think Scad has sponsored it in the past. I'm not that sure. Makes sense too. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know they've had a table where they were giving out. Like Scad used to do an did an anthology one year uh, and. I remember they were giving that for free. Oh, cool. So I think we have a couple of those floating around here <laughs> that we've got over the years. Yeah. That's cool. So they have they have sponsors that help kind of pay for everything. And I guess that helps keep uh, the prices low for the tables. Like, again, it's like 15 bucks per table. And that's yeah. with or 17 with fees and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know, man. Fluke is just it's just a different show. Like Sean and I go, like I said, we've gone every year. We don't set up every year mm-hmm. like we didn't set up last year. At fifteen bucks, it's like even if we only sell a couple things, we were gonna come to Fluke anyway. Sure. So we were gonna take the trip to Athens anyway. Mm-hmm. We were gonna hang out there all day anyway. Right. If we pay fifteen bucks and we make fifteen bucks in sales, <laughs> then, yeah. then it's the, it's the same thing it would have been anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gives us a a little bit of uh, perceived income to spend on other people's books. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely people that. That I talk to every year. Sean ended up talking to Devin most of the show. Yeah. Is that who Devin that was? Came down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you haven't met Devin, I guess. No. I was like, man, this guy's monopolizing Sean. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah. Devin came down uh, and brought his lady. I think she had fun. I think she so. wasn't scared away by the uh, the fluke environment. No. Which, I think she might be coming to hear us, Colin. Who was yeah. she? Did I see her? I don't. I think. No. She came after. Yeah. After oh, you guys okay. left. You guys for, left. For lunch and everything. Because okay. it was after we had yeah. lunch. Okay. Yeah. So Devin talked with Sean most of the time. Yeah, I feel like I maybe could have sold things better if I just wasn't <laughs> talking to Devin the whole time. But I had fun, so it's all yeah. right. People tend to buy things from you for some reason more than they buy things from me. I'm good at selling. Mm-hmm. But in my rounds, I talk to a lot of people mm. that I see every year. I know that, like when, uh, and I, and I'll bring this up because because he's not here. But I think like the first thing that John said mm-hmm. to me was, uh, where's Eleanor Davis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she was like the one that he knew going yeah. in, yeah. Yeah, um, Eleanor is really, really sweet. She's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there, uh-huh. <laughs> roaming around. Like, Last like she's there. year, no, she she's was not in the corner, no, like, drawing the whole time. Yeah, she was, like, working, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Eleanor was there. Hung out with J. Chris Campbell. Right. And Wes Brooks, who does the Skulls. Oh, yeah. Hung out with Wes Brooks, and I interviewed him. Let's drop that in right here. Why not? <laughs> Do I have to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Adam Dollar Van. I'm here at Fluke 2014, and I've decided that I'm going to sit here and chat with Wes Brooks for a little bit. <laughs> how you doing, Wes? Good. Good. How, how, how are you? How, I, are, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you're at Fluke. Yep. Is where we're fluke. <laughs> fluke? Yes, it's fluke. Uh, so um, you are doing uh, these skulls. Yes. They're they're new for this year. New for this year. <laughs> they're the spring collection of skulls. <laughs> so you've got uh, you got these uh, are they resin? Yes, yes, it's a it's a it's a resin. A resin? Yes. And uh, do you do them all yourself? Yes, yes. So I don't have a, uh, like a a sweatshop of yeah. 
children to build them for me or anything. And uh, you have a, a skull motorcycle helmet mold. Yes. Is that, yeah, that, that, I, that how this works? It's a yeah, mold? that's basically how it works, yeah. Uh, it's a skull with a motorcycle helmet that yeah. I sculpted out of uh, this material called Sculpey. Sculpey. Super Sculpey. Super Sculpey. Which you, uh, you, it's a soft clay, and then you cook it in the oven, and it turns into hard, a hard clay. A hard clay, basically. Yes, 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 you got it. You nailed it. Yes. Hard clay. Yes. And then you just make the silicone mold, and it's a two-part epoxy, basically, and you pour like part A, part B, equal parts, both liquid, pour it <laughs> in, and 15 minutes later, hard plastic. Hard plastic. Yep. If I go into more detail, because uh, I don't know like the scientific terms of what kind of a like what kind of <laughs> resin it is, I'll stand up so I don't look like look like a jackass like sitting down. I'm going to talk to you. I'm just going to take it easy. <laughs> With the microphone. So do you like uh, you have your own like kiln and everything? No, it's not like that. It's just oh really? It you you, just, you put the two parts in and it right. just. It dries. It happens. Yeah, basically, wow. it just dries in 15 minutes. It gets really hot. Yeah. It's a really hot... Uh, it does get hot. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you're around. So, yeah. So, what, what what's uh, what's the deal with the skulls? I mean, how did you get involved with skulls and skulls In skulls in stuff? general? Yeah, skulls and skulls. Well, that stuff. probably goes back to some deep-rooted <laughs> childhood thing, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know, I've, always, I've always thought skulls were kind of cool. And they were always like, you know, the you, they were like the, I don't know. Bony? The, well, the, you know, the, they're like, you know, metal bands always use yeah, skulls. Yeah. Rock bands always use skulls. Yeah. You know, Skeletor, skull. Yeah. You yeah. know, all the awesome stuff when I was a kid growing up was skulls. <laughs> so, I don't know, I guess. And other people seem to like it, too, so. You stuck with it. Yeah. Well, I mean. You're like, this is working for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, most, like. Honestly, everything that I do is stuff that I like. <laughs> and if somebody else likes it, awesome. But it, I made these because I wanted one. You know, I wanted to have one of these. You're and like, this like mold is a lot of work. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm Maybe this. I should do some more of these <laughs> to kind of recoup all that time that I spent. Yeah. I mean, it's, honestly, it's the same thing with shirts. Yeah. Uh, every single shirt design I keep two copies of because I'm going to wear one out. In like yeah. a year, and then the other one's kind of like, gotta have one for the museum of my life. <laughs> yeah, but see, it usually gets worn out too in the next year. You see, I went ahead and I just got a, uh, I got the heat transfer press yeah. and a vinyl cutter, so I just make yeah. my own clothes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm top like, to bottom. Yeah, I'm old. like, hey, I'm gonna wear that, and I might make a couple others if anybody else wants <laughs> yeah. one too. Yeah. But really, it's just so Sean and I can have our own clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this is exclusive. Yeah, yeah. This is exclusive. This print. <laughs> So, uh, and then with the leftovers, you have these other skulls. Yeah, yeah um, uh, the guy who showed me this, Chris Moore, he does uh, We Become Monsters. Uh, he and I did an uh, art show in Greenville uh, probably around last decade. August. Okay. <laughs> Maybe September. I can't really remember what. Yeah. It, was, it was some month last year. We did a show, an art show together, and he does a lot of resin casting. That's his, one of his okay. main things. Okay. And I talked to him some, like, during the show, before the show, after the show. About how I've always wanted to get into it, and I'd done some 3D work before, but I kind of got kind of got sour on it because of college. They just taught me s yeah. stuff I didn't want to learn. It was, I wanted to make 
I wanted to make skulls with motorcycle helmets. I didn't want to make some high art crap. So, and so he he offered to show me how to do this. He sent me to uh, Smooth On, which is the the brand of resin and uh, casting equipment. Okay. And I got a Smooth On pourable starter kit. It's about forty bucks from ArtSupply.com or Dick Blick or one of those websites. Yeah, and. Got that. He came over one day, and we just knocked out a couple things, and he told me, he's like, hey, you're going to have a lot of leftover resin. You might as well make a, another one just to put scrap stuff in. So I made those, and they there they are. So that's out of a mold just like this, the helmets? Yes, yeah. same kind of thing, but this is more this is a bar, what's called a bar-relief. Okay. It's, it's a much simpler mold. This, this is really easy to pull away from the mold, where these you have to, like, push all the way out. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> And then I guess so you carved the mold or how do how do you what? that was that was done the same way as these out of yeah. the sculpey but that yeah. was actually took a flat piece that was about that high and then kind of sculpted <laughs> it and like carved it down basically yeah and then uh, so you got um, your stuff you you market it through uh, the undead speed equipment yeah undead speed equipment is kind of like a joke on it started out kind of as a joke on me <laughs> because it was a bunch of stuff that I was into when I was in college which was. You know, zombies and the undead and stuff like that, and and you know the hot rods and racing and motorcycles and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was in an art class and I uh, a painting class. <laughs> They're so soft, aren't they? They're, They're so, so soft. soft. They're so, They're soft. so soft. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was taking a painting class, yeah. and I just kind of gotten tired with doing like you know art for arts. You know, just for, for class. Yeah, first and I was like, a, yeah. I got sick of doing stuff for... Like assignment art. Assignment art. Yes, yeah. thank you. There That's you exactly what yeah. I was looking for. So I was like, I've got this couch at home, and I really need to put something behind it. So I made this big, like, five foot by three foot, or two and a half foot painting canvas, and I started working on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something that I like, like, and I'm going to put it behind there, and just nobody else likes <laughs> it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's where it came out of, and... The, the, the hilarious part is my art professor loved it. So it gave me total free range to keep working on this this brand that just came out of just me wanting to do some parody of something to put behind my couch. Yeah. And it turned into this. And it just it's kept going. And I take it you're having fun doing it. Oh, yeah. Like these, these prints that I have are were actually done in college. Oh, yeah. And I found them <laughs> at my parents' house. And I was like, holy crap. I've still got, like... Five or six of these things. <laughs> well, might as well sell them. So that's kind of how that happened. But yes, yeah, I've been doing it for. This is actually the tenth anniversary of Undead Speed Equipment. And I just met you last year. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. That's sad. That's you know, sad. that's sad. Is what that is. Living the same town. You're for a like terrible eight years. friend. I know. I know. <laughs> although, although you didn't come to my Christmas party. I couldn't. I was yeah. actually. I was in. Remember, I was in Columbia at a different Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not my fault. <laughs> Not my problem, bro. <laughs> Not my problem. So you're at a comics and zine fest. Yes. Luke. Yes. How does like the non-zine stuff? Because you don't do zines or sequential I, comics. Well, you're every art. once in a while, yeah. But I say more. I'm definitely Still more art. fine art oriented, and yeah. I mean, in comic books, and especially many comics, and zines, especially zines. God, zines, and you know, compared to other typed things, yeah, are. <laughs> You know they're 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 art driven, whether you like to admit it or not. You know, mini comics, from the writing aspect to the illustration aspect, and zines from you know top to bottom too are yeah. are all you know somebody's art 
whether it's writing or if it's you know doing illustration anything like that it's just and it's it's a lot heavier with that stuff and it and I always used to come here with Chris <laughs> so I'm, I'm here just selling stuff now yeah because the, the tables not? are so inexpensive it's so yeah. worth it it's just a fun show to hang out at. oh it's a lot of fun I mean if nothing else I could sell nothing at fluke <laughs> and be happy because I get to hang out with people I don't get to see every day so yeah it's fun and uh, you're going to be at SC Comic Con. Yes, I am. Under the Wide Awake Whether press you banner. like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invite you. <laughs> Nobody invites me anywhere. <laughs> I just show up. I knew I, shouldn't, I knew I shouldn't have told Chrissy to invite whoever he wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you send me a very good list, and I'll check them all <laughs> as we go along. Next year, I'll be more specific. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I understand. So, but you will be there. You'll be at SC. Yes, yes, I will be there. Uh, You're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm. I'm really excited about it, especially the fact that I don't have to like sleep on the floor or stay in a hotel. I can just drive home. Yeah. Unless I end up drinking too much at your house, <laughs> and then I'm just gonna sleep yeah. on your floor, whether you like it or not. Well, I'm saying like uh, we have three air mattresses. Oh, okay. Yeah. A futon. Yeah. And uh, a spare bed. So. Okay. Well, I, I won't be greedy. I'll just call the futon. <laughs> It's out in the garage. You have three air mattresses? I have access to three. I have three <laughs> okay, air okay. It's like, why do you have three air mattresses? I have access to three air mattresses. <laughs> I have access to three air mattresses. <laughs> yeah, but like written down on like a portfolio yeah, of yeah. things. Where, oh, yeah, let me contact my air mattress guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it here in my Rolodex. Let me find it real quick. But uh, yeah, so um, you're married. I don't know. We, we'll talk in forever. I got to go talk to somebody else. Oh, really? I, I okay. Was, I was thinking that, your whole is. personal life and everything. Oh, and, I'm glad you didn't. And I just decided, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I could sit here and talk to you forever, and we should. Oh, I should probably, we could. Before I start a new conversation, yeah. I should probably just kind of cut okay. myself off, I guess. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it is it okay if I hold the microphone like this? I don't know. You're the first person to ever use it. Yep. Like the microphone. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, what that, did I do last year? Well, that, that, oh, you did the back and forth thing. Well, no, I had two mics, but one was, that's my first time I've used the wireless. Oh, they got... Yeah, you're like, holy shit, this is wireless. There's no wires. <laughs> you just said that, oh, I can curse on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I wish I would have known that earlier. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I can still hear you, so it must be working. Okay, I mean, I that's no good. I just bought that. I've never used it before. Okay. First Neither time, have I. This is the first time I've used it, yeah. too. It's first, awesome. First time in, yeah. in, uh, in live action right now. It's being used. It's good. Yeah. I, I like it. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's good and weighty. Yeah. And I feel like all, I could, definitely got some I like I could like, get epic with it. Yeah. You could probably work yeah, the biceps it. with it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do some curls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, now, yeah. As I was saying, yeah. I'll okay. I'll take that back. All right. Bye. Bye, Wes. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, yes, almost, almost missed uh, the opportunity to drop the West Brooks interview. Whew, boy, got that in just in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of going down the line there. Uh, Jay, Chris, and West got there right before we did and took the spot next to Joey Weiser because uh. Joey was like, "Hey, you guys, there's a spot right here," but there wasn't because that's where Jay, Chris, and West set up. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have been hanging out with Joey Weiser all day, which would have been cool too. Because mm. I like Joey Weiser. He's also going to be. Oh yeah. Jay Chris, Wes Brooks are going to be at SC Comic Con. Cool. Uh, Andy Rutten will be at SC Comic Con. Nice. And uh, Joey Weiser will be at SC Comic Con. Nice. So uh, we talked to Joey. Maybe Drew Wang will be at SC Comic Con. We'll see how his schedule falls in. He's looking to come too. Okay. Hopefully that should be good. But all of the what we refer to as the Athens crew. I don't know. Does anybody else refer to them as the Athens crew? Joey Weiser, Drew Wang, Eleanor Davis, Michelle Chidester, David Mack. I don't know. 
the um, Athens crew, right? That is, I mean, that's what we call them. <laughs> they live in Athens. Yeah, they live in Athens. <laughs> but some reason we don't count uh, Patrick Dean and Robert Newsom as part of the Athens they're crew. They're fluke. Yeah, they're fluke. Uh, they are fluke. They're their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to all of them, and they were all great and to hang out with, and they yeah. all had some really cool stuff. They've got the um the gumball thing right. too with um all of their minis are kind of in there mm-hmm. and uh it was a lot from last year so i bought one and i already had it so if josh doesn't have it i'll give it to is him. that the one that josh has though probably is it the, the little, eleanor davis the one dude? with the little dude three the little uh three bad men yes yeah. that's the one i yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> funny or then i will give it to someone else okay. <laughs> three bad ones sorry. yeah three bad ones yeah so i bought that and and I had it, got it last year too. But um, they've got that little thing that's really neat, mm-hmm. uh, kind of way of just selling little minis and hanging out with them was cool. That created a lot of anxiety for me, actually. Oh, what? Like... I think you came upon us when John and I were just failing at oh. getting oh, you, the you bubbles went... out. Whoa. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't realize you had to put quarters in both sides at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put, I was like the old ones. You put one in, you twist, and you put another one in. Oh no! You have to put. Yeah, I know all now. Yeah. <laughs> but I was sitting there. Just I'm like, sorry. It, plus, I because people were. I guess that was Eleanor with yeah. the blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like in line to talk to her, so I was kind of having oh. to reach around people <laughs> to get to it. And it just, I was taking up way too much space and time trying to get this. It sounds like me. Point. I was trying to like open up my um, tea ball in front of like Jackie and Kara and Aaron and they were all telling me it was like I could it was like stop looking at me <laughs> don't look at me while yeah. I do this it was embarrassing but such is fluke such is fluke yeah, such is fluke awkwardness yeah but it's okay also. it's because yeah everybody's yeah. just themselves it's yeah it is it is definitely a big room of awkward socially awkward people being... Not all of them. Some no, of them, not all of them. Well, a lot of people have been doing like, it for years and years. Yeah. So everyone's kind of got it down, and yeah. everyone yeah. knows that well, Fluke is like a safe even... place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really good uh, salesmen. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. At Fluke. There are. Yeah. Um. A lot of uh, some of the scad kids that we see all the time, and like I was talking about, like Sage. I don't know if I talked about her on the show yet, but you know we've seen her around, and also um. I think we bought something from her last year. I don't know i'll have to dig through i'd have um, to i i, I think it's in my it. it's in one of my like huge boxes of stuff or my i keep all my minis in like heroes con like or heroes board boxes mm-hmm. so i've got like six or seven of them and they're not really organized in any like discernible way okay so if i'm looking for a mini comic i have to go through all like seven of the boxes i'll have to do that i guess and see because I, I think that we bought something from her last year all right we'll have to check yeah i don't have it though so you may yeah it's, it's, and yeah. well like her and uh and and brian prince and jorge santiago were yeah. like all like in the corner and they were both like hey if you want to pick up anything flip through it feel free to and you know yeah, they're ask super any nice. questions if you have any questions so and, nice and explain things pretty well and they were they seem like kind of really happy to be there and if you bought some from them, they're like really appreciative of it and all that stuff's really cool i think like yeah because like with sage i bought all of her minis and i wasn't gonna buy punky doodle dandy and then like then she was like really happy and she's like oh yeah you know it's like really happy and buy-. so i was like you know what let me go ahead and pick up the punky doodle dandy too yeah. on that i'm Chris Brunner if, cover too. I love Chris Brunner. Do Do you know who was on the panel? The um, the Chris Weitzer, the reading that we did. I know Brian was on there. I think. Yeah, Brian was on there. I think Sage might have been my brother. <laughs> I can't remember now I can't though. Remember either. We'll have to go back. I post there. He posted it. Somebody posted it. I posted it. Did you it. post it? Did I ever post it? I don't know. Man, I don't remember either. But yeah, they did a um. They, there's uh, they did a live reading of a Krogan's radio drama oh. at Heroes Con last year, and Sean was on it. She was one of the uh, the brothers. Oh, cool. Yeah, I get to play like a 
twelve year old boy or something. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, they they were they're they're good salespeople. And they're real nice people. Um, I love seeing them around. Talk to Chad and Chris Sims, the Townset Fight guys. Sure, they're cool to hang out with. Kara, mm-hmm. Jackie, Aaron, they're kind of my regular go tos. But I made sure I talked to everybody and hung out, and that's what I ended up doing most of my time. Didn't buy a lot of comics, which when we get into the next week's show, which is our review show, you'll, that's another reason we kind of brought Josh in, because he, brought, he bought some stuff that we didn't get our hands on. So mm-hmm. it'd be really cool to have that, too, as well, too. And then uh, we'll do that with the review show, which we'll, we'll post next week or in two weeks, because apparently I'm on a two-week release schedule now for some reason. I have no idea. But uh, maybe if you guys, you know, interacted with me a little bit more and drove me to get weekly shows out, feel free to stop by the dollarbin.net and comment on something. I don't think we've had a comment on a show in like a year. <laughs> That's not. People comment on the Facebook page, too, which is nice. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for that as well. But yeah, interact. Let us know what you thought if you were at Fluke. And oh, Adam Casey hung out and talked to um, yeah. Dollar Ben, uh, of, uh, mini comic of the year winner. Award winner Adam Casey. Hmm. Hey, what's up, at- hey, what's up, Adam Casey? Not much. What's up with you, man? Uh, not much. How was your fluke? Fluke was fluke. Uh, it was good. It was pretty busy. Seems like there was a lot of uh, the rain didn't really keep anybody away. You know? Yeah. Um, good turnout. Possibly my best fluke ever. I think. Really? Maybe. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Maybe. Yeah. And you, uh, you drive down to fluke every, every year, don't you? you guys- oh, well, I, I've been in the, the past, past few, past th- counting this one, three in a row. Wow. Last time I was there was 2007, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How far of a drive is it for you? Too far. Uh, <laughs> I think like four hours and some change, maybe. You, you, a little over four. You drive it by yourself? Nah. Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All but the last 20 minutes or so. That's when I was dozing off. <laughs> and uh, you are um, the Dollar Bin Mini Comic of the we- Year Holy winner. Hell! Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? It feels awesome. It's a privilege and an honor. <laughs> I thank all of the Dollar Bin podcast listeners slash voters slash my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm honor bound to my theater arts teacher from high school to apologize for the first to her for the first award that I win. It's a long story, but I send out an <laughs> apology to Ruth Mills. So. <laughs> Excellent. What's well, a good book? Oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, I you know, I try. I like, I do, I do. It's it's two things that two take great taste that taste great together. You know, and it's really an allegory for our times, really. <laughs> well, congratulations. Of course, we're talking about AVP, VB, yes. VBOE, Alien yeah. vs. Predator versus Brown versus Board of Education. <laughs> Technically, and, uh, of Topeka. Most people forget that when it's Brown the Board of Education, it's not Brown the Board of Education. Parentheses of Topeka. It's like oh. how Green Day, Time of Your Life. Parentheses, Good Riddance. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like that. So, what else are you working on? What you got going on? I actually am doing book covers uh, for oh, yeah? for prose novels. Um, I've got one getting ready to come out. Um, I got to get it done by June first. Uh, Ooh, hey! <laughs> first one was uh, Scream if you want to go faster. Yeah, yeah, written uh, by my friend Wade Beecham, and uh, his second one will be called Skin Tight. That one's sort of a prose superhero world kind of novel, pretty interesting. Yeah, so that's keeping me busy, as, you know, aside from normal 9 to 5-ish type things. Uh, would you like a Lord of the Rings bookmark? Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, they're all Ooh. tangled together, so you may have to untangle Ooh. them. I forgot Ooh. to give these away. I brought these with me to give away. Oh, Balrog <laughs> it is. That's the one that came untangled. <laughs> I have Balrog. You know, I've never seen... I saw the first Lord of the Rings movie. That's all I ever saw. 
Didn't see any of the rest. <laughs> we didn't move forward from there. It wasn't good enough to go. I, I did not have 23 hours to watch <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I'm not big on sword and sorcery. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, not, really, yeah. not your thing. Magic and dragons and nah, I can't really. I no. tried. No, can't do it. What's uh, what's Adam Casey's thing? What do you do? I'm partial to sort of. I really love anything that has a map to it, but not like a fantasy map. Like oh, like this fantasy world, but like in Commandi when there's like that map of the world, like Jack Kirby drew of like the world with like the surfing gorillas and all that stuff like that. I love like alternate sort of history kind of maps. I think those are great. I'm sure there's some sort of fandom for that. Cartographiles or something. I don't I don't know. I dig that. I don't know. I just dig interesting things that sort of play with the, more like play with genre and play with the tropes, that kind of thing. You know, turn things on their head, spin it around, yeah. flip it back. And reverse it. You know. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, it's good talking to you, good man. Good talking to you, too. Guys. Um, you're going to be a Heroes Con? We'll be there for at least one day. Probably Sunday. You're just coming and hanging Sunday, out? Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully we'll catch you there. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Excellent, man. Thanks. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> and probably talk to a bunch of other people who I have not mentioned, and I feel terrible. Jason Horn. Jason Horn. Talk, he was the only person the time I got to... in the middle is I got to talk to Jason Horn. He had a, a new um, Ninja Sword printing come out, out and everything. He's got a lot of stuff on the horizon, which sounds really cool. Dean Tripp was next to him, which was really cool. And um, to see those guys together again. Cause together again. Because <laughs> like Fluke, they were always together. It's, uh, I met them at the same time. And it's like all these. And uh, they... Um, like uh, Dean Tripp, had, he had like all he had was like a print for sale, and he had like his iPad set up with like a print, like a little thing, and then it was like the print was thirty five dollars, and I don't, he was barely ever at his table. <laughs> he just had yeah. that sitting there. He was there to hang out. He was there more to hang out. I did. Yeah. I I told I gotta talk to him. I read his um like something terrible, so mm-hmm. he gave me a hug mm-hmm. for yeah. reading it. Like I feel like I should be giving you a hug <laughs> <laughs> for reading it. <laughs> Why do I know that name? Dean Tripp. Dean Tripp. He's been interviewed a lot for the um for something, something terrible. terrible. He did a big Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That website. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Right. And, um, uh, something terrible is a mini comic Roof- he did. Oh. Wait, what was it so. Rooftop? Project Rooftop? He did, he did. he's a big thing with Project yeah. Rooftop. Was it which is redesigning the costume? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. why I know him. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. 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 Now something terrible, it's really good. It's really um very personal. Oh very personal. wait, I've read something online too yes 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 okay 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 so that was fluke hope you guys enjoyed learning about fluke and listening to us talk about fluke and me interviewing people at fluke and learning about josh's first time at fluke yeah i'm not a virgin anymore (laughs) (laughs) overall fun you going back yeah i'd probably go back yeah especially if i have more disposable income (laughs) yeah yeah it's always an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's why I passed up the top shelf table. I was like, I can get these any time. Yeah, they'll be at Heroes. They'll top shelf will be at Heroes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like Fluke. Um, hopefully we'll be get to go back next year. There's, um, I'm finding there's a chance that my brother's wedding may be the same weekend as Fluke <sighs> next year. Because it's going to be right at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yikes. We'll so, see. So, hey, mean, Robert Patrick. Don't have it on April 18th. Yes. Let's and not hold fluke on April 18th. Because you year. don't want to test that loyalty. Yeah, it's going to be sad to miss my first fluke. So let's not hold it April 18th. Yeah. Let's not. Or Mr. Brother's Wedding. Either way, it's going to be sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I think they would. I don't. <laughs> yeah. They would not forgive us. I don't think we could do that. <laughs> it's like, well, we warned you. Mm-hmm. You know my schedule. 
You know I go to Fluke every year. Yeah. yeah. I would be like, you guys having it like middle of September when we're at SPX. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least we're in Maryland. That's true. <laughs> we could go to the wedding and then we have, we'll have to SPX. We have gone to like... We did. We One, one year yeah. there was a friend of ours, like a, a bunch of friends of mine in Maryland have gotten married over the years and I have not made a single one of their weddings. I just haven't been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that like two of them got married the same weekend as SPX. <laughs> and so we... It's happened twice now. Huh? Oh no, no. Uh, we went up for Tyler and Amy's thing. Okay, we went okay, up. We was... actually went up for that. Okay, oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. we went. Up, we just happened to be there, so we were able to go to the wedding reception <laughs> because we were up there for SPX. <laughs> Did you Which, kill them? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, well, because it's like I had to be like, sorry, I couldn't make your wedding to like other people. It's like they uh, just happened to have a weekend <laughs> that we were coming up here anyway. And then like I, my high school reunion was in Maryland the same weekend as SPX, and I didn't go to that. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. it's stupid. Yeah. I haven't been to high school reunion. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with leaving those memories in the past where they belong. Yep. You know what's a great high school reunion? Fluke happens every year. Good to see people. A lot of people I only see at Fluke. That is my high school reunion. Yep. <laughs> I'd much rather go to that and have a reunion than go to high school reunion. I care about those people, the people at Fluke. Well, your, um, well, Tyler and Amy's wedding was kind of like a high school reunion. I wasn't friends with those people in high school. Well, it was kind of, well, it felt like one. <laughs> it was fun. Well, it did. I, yeah, I was know. friends with those people after high school. Those yeah. Those people were friends okay. with I don't high know. School. I don't know when you were friends with these people. I no, got to yeah. meet them for the first time. It was awesome. It was a good time. Okay. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Thanks guys for listening. Um, <laughs> review show next week, possibly. <laughs>